Okay, we start off this year's Parshas Kisavo, Tafshin Ayin Zayin, with a thought that we mentioned seven or eight years ago, uh, but it's something that uh, we have to review every year, uh, always, but especially at this time of year, as we think about Chodesh Elul. The Lubavitcher Rebbe discusses the name of the Parsha Kisavo. Kisavo, which is always right smack in the middle of Chodesh Elul. Kiseitze and Kisavo. But we're going to focus on Kisavo. What is the message of the name of the Parsha of Kisavo, as he always likes to start off in the uh, in the Chumash? Says the Lubavitcher Rebbe, source number one. Kisavo means when you enter, when you come in. What does Rashi say? What does Rashi say on Kisavo? Just right when you enter in. What does entrance mean? At which point, according to the Torah, does entering occur? Do you say that as soon as a person puts his hand in a room he has entered, I stuck my hand in, as we call in Halacha, Bia B'miksas? Or does, it have to, does he have to put most of his body inside? Or could he only be said to have entered when his whole body is in the room? Similarly, when, when, at what point is a nation considered to have entered a land? V'chulu. The Gemara says, and Rashi quotes it, what does Kisavo here mean? Says Rashi, Kisavo, V'haya Kisavo ala aretz. It does not mean when you happen to enter in a little bit, but it is after the Sheva Shekivshu and the Sheva Shechilku. After Kla Yisrael have, has gone in and conquered and settled, that is what's called entrance, says the Lubavitcher Rebbe. This teaches us a powerful lesson in daily life. If we want to be somewhere, if we want to get the most out of an experience, we have to be in. We have to be what's called nowadays all in. If we are all in, so then uh, we can uh, be considered in. Says the Lubavitcher Rebbe, we can read his words now. We should enter ourselves totally and wholeheartedly into everything that we do for Hashem. When a person becomes fully immersed in what he is doing, there is not merely a quantitative improvement in his actions, how much he is involved, but a qualitative change, which radically affects the manner in which he is involved. Total immersion. Kisavo el ha'aretz. When Klai Yisrael went in, it wasn't when a few of them went in. When they conquered, when they settled, when they were there for the, for the, for the long run. That's life. If we want to get the most out of experiences... We have to be all in, as we say. A person must temporarily, in the top, on the top right, when a person is in a state of immersion and entering, we must temporarily relinquish any other care or concern and dedicate himself unrestrainedly to the matter at hand with utter devotion and concentration. That's all in it. That makes a difference. Right? You know, stories of, of uh, people who gave their, gave their utmost concentration into something. I once read a, a story about a Rav who had tremendous hatzlacha in his, in his Chinuch Habanim, which Brother Shem will talk about a little later. And they say why, and he attributes it to every time his child spoke to him or wanted something from him, he turned away from whatever he was doing, he looked at his child, and he spoke to them. And they knew that he, had, he, he was giving them his undivided attention. In our generation of multitasking and looking at our phones and checking and buzzes and, and rings, that is even harder. But we have to be kisava. We have to be all in. And especially in Chodesh Elul, we have to tell ourselves. A thought that we probably mention every single year, one time or another, so we have to mention it again, but again, it relates to the all in. The Pasuk tells us in the, in the Treasar, Arye Yishag Milo Yira. When the lion roars... Who is not scared? Who's not scared of a lion? Aryeh, Rashi Tevos, Elul, Rosh Hashanah, Yom HaKippurim. Some may add on, hey, Hoshana Rabbah. But anyway, this period, who's not scared of a lion? And the mushal given is that when we go to a zoo, the first place we would want to go is to go see the lion. Everybody wants to see the lion. They hope the lion is moving and around. That's the first place we go. And yet, if we'd be walking down the street and we'd see a lion, we'd be scared out of our wits and we'd run away and we'd start screaming and calling and help. What's the difference? Why, in the first case, do we love it, that we want to go see it, that it's, uh, it's entertainment, and if it's on the street, then there's, there's not much that we can do. We can just run away. The answer is, is there a hefsik between me and the lion? Is there a mechitza? If the lion's behind the fence, if the lion's over there and I'm over here and there's a moat in between, it's not so scary, and I'm fine, and I'm comfortable. But if there's no hefsik between me and the lion, if I'm all in with the lion, then that's an awesome, fearful experience. And that's our Yishag, when the lion roars, Milo Yira, who is not scared? We have to be all in and focused in this month, Chodesh Elul, and these times of Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, Sukkot, 
we have to be all in. And that's why, says the Lubavitcher Rebbe, Kisavo is always right in the middle of Elul. We should enter in, he ends off. We should enter into every mitzvah that we perform and every act in which we serve our Hashem. Then our observance or Judaism will become alive, literally. We want to get the most out of it. And in that way, we can achieve the most in every mitzvah. Okay, that gets us started. And now we get into, again, the major part of the parsha is the tochacha, the, uh, the quantitative major part of the parsha, as we know, the uh, halacha that goes back thousands of years, as we'll talk about, um, to read it before Rosh Hashanah. But first, there's a lot more to talk about in the parsha itself. And we have at the beginning of the parsha, When you come to the land that Hashem gives you, the rishta, the ashavtaba, you shall inherit it, and you shall settle there. That's the kisavo. Right? Rashi didn't quote it. Rashi, uh, there's another Rashi somewhere else, but it's the psukim. You should take from your first fruit. We know this only applies to the shivas haminim. We take the first fruits. We go to the kohen. And we say to him, this is what we say. The Kohen takes the basket from your hand. The Bikurim go from our hand and he places it and it is placed in front of the Mizbeach. And then we have Arami Ovid Avi, which we are familiar with from the, from the Haggadah. The Chazal pick up on the word miyadecha. Miyadecha in our Pasuk is a reference to Bikurim. And elsewhere, it also uses the words Yadayim, the word Yadayim. And we learn that that's also a reference to Bikurim. First line in source number two. There's a whole line of what is whole line of what is used in uh, in that Pasuk, all the items that we have to bring to Yerushalayim. So one of them is Trumas Yadecha, uh, which is Bikurim. Says Rav Zevin, what's the message of hands? Something very creative and unique, and we'll see Rav Pincus expands upon this as well. We will never be able to look at the mitzvah of Natilas Yadayim anymore in the same way, hopefully, after we've learned together the following thought. Says Rav Zevin, Hands, our hands are different than any other limb of our body. We can't put our heart in a different place than what it is. We can't put our stomach somewhere else. It's where it is in our body. It's kavu, it's set. We can't move around our nose. That's it. It is, it is. Okay, if we stand on our head, okay, that's not normal stand, that's not normal functioning. When we, a person is normally functioning, it's everything set. Only the hands. The hands can move. I can put my hands all the way down. And we can lift up our hands higher than any part of our body. That's what hands symbolize. We'll get to an even deeper way of saying it soon, but first let's continue reading Rav Zevin. Not only uh, physiologically do hands go up and down, but ethically. What we accomplish with our hands could be up or could be down. Could be sanctified or could be ruined. Our hands, we could do the most terrible things. Hayadayim yidei Esav. What did Esav use his hands for? Ritzicha, Geneva, Gezela, Vechayotzi, Vechadome. That's what our hands could be involved in. Hakol yachol adam lasos biadav yedechem damim ileyu, as Yeshayo said. Hayadayim askaniyoseim, to borrow the phrase from Chazal. Our hands are busy with not good things. Vinogos af mekomo shaltuma. That's one of the reasons we wash our hands in the morning, because it touched in a place. Even by Neila, we say, Hashem, save us. From the oshek, from what we have violated and abused with our hands. Our hands could do terrible things. But on the other hand, our hands could be uplifted. Our hands could be high. As the men of the Sfarth say before they wash their hands. 
Vaisa Aaron is Yadav. The Kohanim, when they give us a bracha, they have uplifted hands. When do, what do we say when we, on Shabbos morning? Nevuah is connected to the hands. As if it's on the hands. That's Metilas Yadayim. That's the taking of the hands. What are we going to do with our hands? That's, by not living, we have to lift them up. So not only is it in the physical realm, but it's in the ethical and spiritual realm as well. Hands symbolize what we accomplish in life. What is it called in the Gemara when it talks about what a person, his parnasa, his maisei yadayim. Yadayim is what it symbolizes. And before we get back to the Pasuk and Bikurim from Rav Zevin, let's go to Rav Rapinkus also talks about this in his Siddur, in, in the Nefesh Shimshon, on the Siddur Hatfila. Rapinkus also points out, just he says it in a little deeper way, There's something very deep about Natilos Yadayim. He says our body is split into three parts. If we can think about it, if you ask somebody, how many body parts do you have? Okay, we have feet and toes and legs. But if we really think about major parts of our body, the waist is a good place to cut. So the waist down, our legs on our waist, that's one part of our body. Our, our goof, our, our, mid, our mid, right, our stomach, our chest, shoulders, that's a whole mid area. And then our head is separate. Three parts to our body. Makes sense, uh, instinctively, that's what we would say. Raglayim gufarosh. Elush losha gvulos. And there are borders between the three, as Rav Zevin said, and never the three shall meet. You can't put the heart in your head and you can't put your brain in your stomach. No, there's a phrase that we have, putting a foot in our mouth, but that is not, that is not uh, biological. The only aver that can move places are the hands. The hands are part of the middle area, but they can naturally go above. Ears have never gone below. What's the message of the hands? Says Rav Zevin turning over. The hands, that's the only one. Only the hands could go up. What's the message? Says Rav Pincus, what does the brain symbolize? The brain are thoughts. The brain is imagination, is dreams. When we dream, we could dream things that are impossible. We could dream things that are infinite. Right? It's, it's not in, inside the, the, the heart. The heart is pumping. The heart is very physical. It's all about blood and getting blood out and getting blood in. Physical realm, olam hazeh. The brain is thoughts. The brain could take us somewhere where our body can't take us. The brain is infinite. The brain can take us to the Kisi HaKavod. What do we think about when we see the Tcheles, Domel Yam, Domel Rakia, Domel Kisi HaKavod? Berega Echad Line 5, Hu Yochol Agiel Kisi HaKavod. The brain could get there. Lu'umatos HaLev Mugval Ma'od. The heart is much more limited. Much more limited. The heart feels. We feel Simcha. We feel Atzara, Rachman Al-Atzlan. But the heart could go places it has no limit. And that's what's symbolized by the mid area of our body and the head which has the brain. Which part of the body could go from the finite, the olam hazeh, to the infinite, to the olam haba, to the upper spheres, the hands. That's what could do. And that's symbolic of a Jew. Right? What do we do in tefillah? What is the, why is the natural, when we see somebody in prayer, often their hands are up. What are their hands up for? They're asking for something? Hands up? Why is that the natural human way of prayer? Because that's reaching up to the stars. That's reaching up to infinity. We read that already. Right? And that's what we do. That's what we do. We can lift up our hands and obviously we can do the opposite too. Says Rav Pincus, 
The first bracha we say every morning is the bracha of Anatil Sudayim. That's the first bracha that a Jew says. In the morning, Hashem sanctified me. Yes, it's a mitzvah to Rabbanon. Yes, fine. But the message that Chazal wanted to teach us, Asher Kiddushanu b'mitzvosa v'tzivanu anatilas yadayim, lifting up of the hands, that's our life. Anatilas yadayim. HaKadosh Baruch Hu towards the bottom. Nosan lano eso efsharus lohavin shemekomem shalai yadayim eno lamata eldavka lamala. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is cluing us in. Natilas yadayim, lift up the hands. Maisi yadai. V'kol ma'ashani mekabo me'akadosh Baruch Hu. V'kol ha'shefa, everything is to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu with everything that I could achieve. That's the first bracha we say every single morning. Back to Rav Zevin, the mitzvah of Bikurim. Trumas Elu HaBikurim. What's the message? Take what you've accomplished in life and give it to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And give the first part of it, the most special part of it to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Going back to hands, right? the tena is taken. The basket is taken from our hands and that is Natilas Yadayim, and that is something that we should take with us every single day of our life. We start off with Moda'ani every morning. We say, Baruch Hu, you have faith in me, you're giving me another day. And basically, Natilas Yadayim is saying, now I recognize what I need to do. Rabbe Munasecha, and now I have Natilas, Natilas Yadayim. Okay, moving right along. Says the Torah continuing. Perachavav. So now we have Mikra Bikurim, and now we have the Mikra. We have the act. And what is the Mikra Bikurim? As we know, Arami Oved Avi. Right? An Aramian uh, caused problems for my father. Vayerid Mitzrayma. Vayagrashem Mipsei Ma'at. We went out to Mitzrayim when we were only a few. Vayisham Lagai Gadol Atzumbarav. And there we were, a huge nation. Says Rashi, Arami Oved Avi, Mazkir Chastei Amakom. Hashem, we mention the chasadim of Hashem. Arami Oviravi, Lavan Bikesh Lakar Sakol, as we say in the Haggadah. Kisharadavachar Yaakov. Lavan wanted to uproot everything. Ubishvil Shachashav Lasos, Chashavu Amakom Kiluasa. He wanted to do it. Hashem said, okay, I'll give you the credit, so to speak, or the demerit. As if you did it, Shaomo Saolam Choshevalam Akarishbarachu, Machshavarakamaisa. That's Rashi. Arami Oviravi. That's the purpose is to, uh, we're remembering Chasti Amakom. A little bit, again, expanding on Rashi, but expanding it to a, a general message. This whole section, where we, get, where we give a little lesson in Jewish history, by Mikra Bikurim, we're standing in the base of Migdash, we brought our first fruits from our land in Eretz Yisrael. And we give a little Jewish history lesson. Right? We had difficult work. Hashem took us out and brought us to Eretz of Aschala Budvash. Says Ravina Bachai. Right, last week we mentioned that we did mostly Achronim, so we're going to do a couple of Rishonim. Get back in history a little bit. Ravina Bachai in the Ramban. Says Ravina Bachai, Arami Ovid Avi is about remembering the tough times when things are going well. That's the message. So often we turn to Hashem when things are not going so well. That's easy. Right? To turn to HaKadosh Baruch Hu when things are great and remember when it wasn't so well, that's the message of this section. After we quote, and he writes this in two places in this section. So first source number six. What's the message? We have to think about when we have everything. We have to think about the lowliness that we had to go through. Right? If somebody's healthy, they need to say Rafa'enu. Right? If somebody has all the money in the world, Barechalenu. Because we know, not only we know this is to Hashem, but we have to think about maybe there was a time when I didn't have it. And I realize this from Hashem. What does it mean on the day of, of evil? See? Be uro. Biyom tova? Re'e biyom ra'a. Remember the, the other days. It's crucial in life, says Rabbeinu Bachai. The Torah is teaching us through Mikra Bikurim. Remember the downs when you're feeling the ups. Because that ultimately will help you get through the next down by remembering the ups as well. But that's the message. And this is not only in Mikra Bikurim. The Rabbeinu Bachai writes this 
a little bit later as well. When we get into the next section, after Shlishi, Hayom remember, this is still Moshe Rabbeinu giving the six-week, five-week pep talk. Moshe Rabbeinu, now we're getting to the end. We're getting to the last few days. We don't know exactly what day he said everything. We know it started, beginning of Shvat, and it ended on Zion Adar. That's all we know. We don't know which days he said what, but Lachora, this is towards the end. So towards the end. Hayom Hashem Mishpatim. Today, Hashem's commanding you to do this. And should guard it and do it. Today Hashem is commanding you to do this. Says Rashi. Every day, the Torah has to feel new to us. As if every day, today was opening day. Today Hashem commanded it. Right? We have to feel that. We have to feel newness. On this Pasuk, Rabbeinu Bachai also says the same idea. Memory. Remember the past, and that will affect in an unbelievable way your present. Says Rabbeinu Bachai, he quotes Rashi, but then he expands upon it. He's standing in the 40th year, and he says, Today, follow they got the Torah 40 years ago. What does it mean Hashem commanded you today? Aval doesn't exactly quote Rashi, but he quotes the idea. A little different. It should be as beloved to you. It should be just as beloved as it was when you first got it. And in the Parsha Shema, Asher Anochi Mitzav Chayom, Yenecha Bechadoshim, Kilo Hayom Kibaltem. Says Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar, two Chazals. Bein Belashon Chavivin, Bein Belashon Chadoshim, Chutzrucho Lidrosh Kain. It should be new, it should be beloved. Those two go together. Because newness creates excitement and it is beloved because of that. Lafi, Shahadoros Khalfim, life goes on, generations change. We are most affected by what we see in front of our eyes. What we see in front of our eyes, what we see we remember, and what we don't see we forget. As he just said, when we're on top of the world, we forget what it was like. And the great signs, they're not forever. The nisim are not forever. We have to have the same focus of our Kaddish Baruch Hu at the time of the Nigla, as at the time of the Nistar, as much as it was obvious in the time of the Nigla. And that's the Chavivin. It has to be beloved and it has to be new. Skipping. Every day. Right? The Mepharshim explained. When we say, in the morning, we have to think about Harsinai. We have to think about being there. When we say, Yashir in the morning, we have to think about what it was like to be at the, at the Yamsuf. Says Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar. That's what these Parshis are about. It's about remembering the past and bringing it into the present. And he ends off just by saying, in this Pasuk that we have here, he starts off by saying, today, and the end of the Pasuk is, There's a connection to, think, to feeling it today and with all your soul. What's the connection? Says Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar. This is on his own now. To teach us. We have to be Moser Nefesh for mitzvos always, like the day of Maimon Ar Sinai. We know the Gemara tells us that we died when Hashem said, Anochi Hashem Alokecha. And he did Tchiyas HaMesim. Second Dibur, we died again. And then Tchiyas HaMesim, that was it. We say, we can't do this anymore. So says Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar, maybe this Pasuk is even alluding to that. We have to be ready to be Moser Nefesh for HaKadosh Baruch Hu every single day. Hayom Hazeh, you have to feel like it was Bechol Nafshecha. Biro Soha Osos Fa'amofsim V'ho Eisho Chalas Baro Shahar Kain Roilo Lim Sar Nafsho Alav Bechol Azmanim Kulam That's Hayom Hazeh Bechol Nafshecha The beginning and the end of the Pasuk. But either way, putting these two Rabbi Nebuchadnezzar together, six Pesukim away from each other, it's about remembering the past. It's about Zachor. It's about when we're on top, we have to remember what it was like earlier. 
And when uh, there is Nistar, we have to remember the Nigleb, and we have to always have a Kaddish Baruch Hu, uh, in focus for us. Okay. Going back now, though, to the Parsha that we skipped. So we spoke about Mikra Bikurim, we spoke about Havas Bikurim, we spoke about hands, uh, and then we get into, after Shani, Vidui Meiser. Right, what happens? Every couple of years, because I'll talk about exactly when this is done, we have what's called Vidui Meiser. Pasig Yudbeis. When we finish all of our maestras in the third year, we give everything we're supposed to do, and then we say in front of Hashem that I've done everything that I, did, that I was supposed to do. I've gotten everything out of the house. Nisatev la levi, la ger. I gave it to the levi, I gave it to the poor. Kechol mitzvah shavisivisani. Lo avarti mitzvah I didn't do anything wrong. Lo shachachti. I didn't eat it improperly. Shamati bekol Hashem alokai. And we end off with hashkifa. Hashkifa mimon katshacha min hashamayim. Please look down upon us and give us the proper bracha. And the most common question probably on this section is, we call this vidui maestros. That's what the Mishnahis call it. What's vidui about it? We usually mention vidui in the context of chet. Right? We say the mitzvah of vidui, the hisvadu es chatasam, as it says in Parshas Naso, the source of vidui. What's vidui here? I don't see any negative. Here it's just the opposite. It's I've done everything properly. What kind of vidui is that? Says Rav Yerucham, in the Das Torah, we have to rethink what vidui means. Vidui does not mean anything directly to do with chet. Vidui has to do with speech, not with chet. It's often associated with chet because to be misvada and confession, that, that requires verbal uh, expression. But it's not dafka that. Says the Das Torah. After quoting Rashi, Vidui, Vihinei, fourth line, Vidui b'chom akom hu'alachatoim. What's vidui about this? Says the Das Torah. Let me ask another question first. Hashem, please watch over me because I am a pious person. Is that David Amalek talking? What is David talking about by saying, I am a pious person? This is David who was such an anav in front of Shaul, instead of in front of all the people that cursed him. He just was self-effacing. Hashem, I've done mishpat and sedek. Don't let me be taken over by those who want to oppress me. What's David doing here? There are a number of Sukkim Tehillim where David is somewhat taking credit. So how is that allowed? How is that appropriate? Says the Das Torah, David would never have said it in a vacuum. Just to say, I did this. In each context, David is davening. David is in the context of tefillah. In the context of tefillah, part of davening is recognizing who we are, what we've done, hopefully, and asking Hashem to answer us, bischus, who we are. What do we start off every Yishmon Esrei with, every Amida with? You know who we are? Elokei Avram Yitzchakim Yaakov. Right? Magen Avram. We talk about who, not, not after what we've done specifically, but where we come from. Being proud. Says the Rav Yeruchim. If David would have done this in a vacuum, if it wouldn't have been in the context of tefillah, guard me, he wouldn't have said it. But here, each one is coupled with a phrase. Right? And therefore, please accept my tefillah. That's exactly what's happening here. Hashem, I've done everything. Hashkifa mimon The same exact structure that David Melech often has in Tehillim. That is what we have in our Pesukim here. Maybe this is where David got it from. Maybe this is how David knew that it was appropriate. 
Asinu, he quotes Rashi. Masha gazarta aleinu, ase masha alecha laasos. We've done our part, Hashem, please do your part. That's when it is appropriate to verbalize. And that's vidui. Vidui means expression. Expression with the power that we have, right, of being midabrim, of using our koach, turning over, says of Yeruchim, that's vidui maestros. That's vidui maestros. Also, Baskaras Chatov. Chatanu. Okay, it's also part of Tfilah, but Inyan Vidui, line 5. There is Soda Gadol Shalamira Bepet. Lo Eda El Nachon Targum Amilo Shal Vidui. You can't, there's no translation of the word. There's no translation. Mergolam Lafarish Melashon Moda, Milashon Yedia. Aval Iker Apirish Hu Vidui Bepet. There's no real uh, translation. Expression, verbal expression. That's probably the best expression according to his pshat. That's vidui maestros. Number one. Also related to this, Rav Sarotskin asked the same question. He doesn't really answer it, but he says a thought that I think we've mentioned in the past. But it was uh, something that's uh, that's uh, worthy of mentioning again in source number ten. Worthy of mentioning again. We talk all about again here about all the things that we've done, all the things that we've accomplished, all the things that we're proud of. And what does Rev Saratskin say here in the Azayim Latorah? He quotes a thought from the Admar Mirazin, the Raziner. He quotes a thought on what we say in Rosh Hashanah, in the Rosh Hashanah davening every year. Hashem, you are the ones who remembers everything that has been forgotten. So the simple understanding of that is Hashem remembers everything. That's basically what we're saying. Hashem remembers. It's pretty scary. There's going to be a video playing. After 120 years, there's going to be a video of our life. Every single moment of our life. Hashem is Zohar Kalanish Kachos. That's the simple understanding. But it's deeper than that, says the Raziner. It's not just that Hashem remembers more than man does. Eina pirush shahadvar shahadam zocher hakadosh baruch hu zocheros amalachas kama v'kama. It's not a quantitative, but it's dafka zocher kol hanishkachos. Hashem dafka focuses on and remembers things that have been forgotten. What's forgotten? Mitzvos and averos that have been forgotten. What does that mean? Shedarko yisparach lizkar hanishkachos. It works both ways, positive and negative. If I didn't have Eira and I forgot about it, I didn't do tshuva for it, I didn't uproot it, so then Hashem is going to remember it because it's still on us. But the same works with mitzvahs. Lesson is a mitzvah that I did. Do I focus on that and like forevermore think that I'm the, I'm the God's gift to the world and I'm the greatest and I'm wonderful because of what I did? The sooner I forget what I did, the quicker Hashem remembers what I did. I can't sit and rest and think about what I did. What I do? Forget I didn't do anything. Whatever. Everybody would have done it. Hashem then remembers that. What I forget, Hashem remembers. That is that. Ava, what about everything that we remember? So if we remember an Avera and we focus on it, Hashem doesn't need to remember that because we did Shuva. If we remember mitzvahs and focus on that, Hashem's also not going to focus on that. We're always focusing on it. Hashem also forgets it. You remember it, I'll forget it. David says that Hashem will forget it. That's the Raziner. So now ask the Azayim Torah. So what is this all about in Vidui Maestros? Right? It sounds like sounds like we're, we're remembering our mitzvahs. Hashem, I've done everything that I'm supposed to do. Lo avarti mitzvosecha, lo shachachti, lo chalti v'oni mimenu. Shamati v'kol Hashem alokai. How are we allowed to do that? How is that appropriate? Why isn't that a violation of Zohar kol anishkachos dafka? So suggest the Azayim Torah, maybe it's related to an exception to the rule. We know that in Hilchistaka, there's an exception, right? We know Lo Sanasa, we're not allowed to test Hashem. Lo Sanasa is Hashem Alokechem. The Gemara says, Chutzmi Meiser. Except for Meisers. You could give Staka and ask the Kodesh Baruch Hu for something, right? Why do we have a Misha Beirach? 
when somebody gets an aliyah and they were no dirt staka, because by staka, that's an exception to the rule. That's an exception to the rule. So here's also staka, says Rasaratskin. Right? We're talking about staka here. We're talking about miseris. I've given it to the Kohen, the Levi, the Ani. So maybe that's why Dafki here also, I could talk in a more positive note. F Shalomar Shekidai Lasos Kane. Kidei, why? Shayishmu Achirim Yasu Kamoso. I could also inspire others to follow my lead. Ukemosha Matsinu Shasu Lanasos Hashem, Avo Bamaiser Nomar Bakuni Nabazos, Kemochain, Sarah Lafarsim is Maisa at Staka. Many people don't want to be mafarsim, but sometimes you can get more money. The shul, the organization, can get more money by being mafarsim. That's somewhat uncomfortable sometimes, but you know there's no iser, right? The Ramah talks about this also in Yeridea about being mafarsim, mafarsim. But again, that is the Zion Torah quoting the Raziner Zocher Alanishkachos. So we have to do our best to forget our mitzvos and to remember our to remember our averes. Okay, moving right along. So we have Perach of Zion now, Pasa Gimel. So now we get into Moshe Rabbeinu tells the Am, keep the mitzvos, and we have the commands of the stones. How many times did Bnei Yisrael build, uh, build the Migdolim? The Malbim talks about that. But it says here, Moshe Rabbeinu gives a command. When you crossed, on the day that you crossed the Yardain, you should put up, erect, large stones. Visadata osam basid and aligned them with lime. The chasafta lehen is called the v'yatarazos parecha. You shall write on the stones the entire Torah. Lamana shertavo ela aret asher lokecha nosin lach. So that when you come to the land, eretz avaskalav udvash, you shall write it on these stones. And she write it. It says a couple of psukim later. It says the chasafta lehavanim is called the v'yatarazos. Again, repeats it. Ba'er heitev. Very clearly, Rashi, Shivim Lashon. Not only do we have to write the Torah on all these stones, we have to write it in 70 languages. Interesting. Why should the non-Jews, you know, know, know how to understand the Torah? Right? This, this Pasuk is discussed in the Sugya of teaching Torah to non-Jews. Unless this is for, write it in 70 languages, because eventually Jews are going to go into Gaulus and they're going to need to understand all the languages. So it's really for Jews. But either way, the Torah says twice, write the entire Torah on the, on the stones. That's big. Those are big stones. The entire Torah should be written on the stones. Hundreds of thousands of words should be written on the stones. Says the Ramban. A little Ramban, just a Ha'ara. The Ramban has two opinions about this. The first opinion, the Ramban quotes from Rav Sadia Gaon, who says, even though the Torah says twice, write the entire Torah on these stones, it does not mean the entire Torah. Kol Devei Torah does, doesn't mean the entire Torah. Literally. You know what the entire Torah means? A list of the 613 mitzvos. That's the entire Torah. And as we know, the Gaonim were very involved. They were the first to write Sefer HaMitzvos. Shekasvu aleim minyan HaMitzvos. Kemo aksuvos ba'alachas gedolos. Ke'en asharaz. Like written in the Bahag. The ba'alachas gedolos. Rabbi Yehudai Gon. V'tabere etev haksiva. Number one, says Rav Sanyon, unbelievable. Right? We have to know what the 613 were. So I guess if we ever find the stones when Mashiach comes, we'll see who was right. The Rambam, the Ramban, the Ureim, the Smag, the Smak, all of the different opinions about the, about the Sefer HaMitzvos. But the Ramban says, number one, maybe it was the 613. Number two, Umatzinu Tagi, says the Ramban, No, literal. And not only the words... Even the little crowns that go on the letters. Shot in his guts. Even those. And the, from those stones, we know where to put the, with the crowns on. We know the Gemara Menachas, Rabbi Akiva Darshan, every tag, every crown, he learned something from. The Ramban just points out, if you hold that this is true, that it was written on the, on the, uh, the entire Torah literally, Maybe they were huge stones. Oshai Maisanisim. Oh, it's just miraculous. But either way, the Ramban says two opinions whether they wrote. Some other Baliatosvis suggested in another context. They might suggest it here too. Maybe Asarasadibros. That also sometimes is used as a representation. 
The Balitosas write this in Parsha Shoftim two weeks ago on the, on the mitzvah of a Kohen to carry a Sefer Torah with him wherever he goes. So one of the days in the Balitosas Allah Torah is Atzeres Adibras. That's a representation of Kalatar Kula. Rashi, at the end of Mishpatim, quotes that from Misadjigon, that the Asaras Adibris represents Kalatar Kula. But interesting, here, uh, it's quoted as, at least on these stones, it was the entire Torah, or it was the list of mitzvos, uh, just in terms of Lamaisa, what was written on there, that is an important, an important question. Okay. Um, so we have that Ramban on record, and now we continue, we get into the Brachas and the Klaus. The Brachas and the Klaus, uh, which is the major portion of our parsha? Says the Torah in Parach Avches. V'haya im shemot ish rabba kol Hashem alokecha. If you listen to Hashem, lishbar lasgolam mitzvosav v'yarnokim mitzavayom. If you listen to Hashem, then you're going to be on top of the world. Unesancha Hashem alokecha elyon al kol goyaharitz. And v'olecha kol abrachos eila v'isigul. All these brachas will go and will catch you. Kisishma v'kol Hashem alokecha. Barachatabair uvarachatabasade. In the city, in the field, v'cholu all the brachas, and right before shishi, b'orachatabavoecha, u'vorachatabateisacha. Blessed is your comings, blessed are your goings. What does that mean? Coming and going. So Rashi quotes birth and death. Rashi quotes sheteheyitziascha min haolam belochet kibiascha laolam. Your exit from the world should be without sin like your entrance from the world was. We all are born without sin. So, that's Rashi. But the Gemara Ba'am Metziah, Dav has a different shot. Baruch HaTah means those that come out from you shall be a source of blessing for you. Your children should be like you. Baruch HaTah you could say, where you came from should be blessed, your parents. Your children should be a blessing for you. Says the Chida in one of his Sfarim, one of his many, many Sfarim. It's quoted here in the Sefer Lazani Basanugim. Right, if somebody leaves a child that follows in his path, then it's as if the person doesn't die. Because as we know, Adam is called a Holech, a Malach is called an Omeid. But a person is called a holech, always moving. Once a person dies, they're stagnant, they're omade. They can't do anymore, they can't accomplish anymore. Unless a person has a son or a student, that carries on for him. Because he has a chilek in the Torah and the mitzvahs of the son. And that's exactly what Zechariah Hanavi told Yoshua Kohen Gadol. Once he and all of the Jews with him accepted to get rid of all of their um, inter, in, intermarried wives, to be machsir b'tshuva, what did the Pasuk say? Zechariah v'nasati l'cha ma'alchim b'na om You bring your kids back, you're going to be a holech. You're going to be able to continue. Because children, that's baruch atah That is what we look for to continue. That is what we look for. The Chavetz Chaim even noted, to quote a story here, that at one of the Asifas HaYehudim in Vienna, he was asked by a person, he wanted a bracha for his children. Wanted a bracha for his children, for Tavetzlach and Chinech Habanim. He said, but he didn't want a bracha for me for. He said, no, I want a bracha from you. He says, you don't even need a bracha from me. There's already a bracha that's been given. What is that? In our Parsha. In our Parsha, it says later on, Baruch and Oror, but Baruch Asher Yakim is Divriya Tarazos. And there were 600,000 people, or men, 2 million people, including the Levium, that said Amen, that gave the bracha to anyone who is Yakim as Divriya Tarazos. What does that mean to be Makim? Says the Chavaz Chaim. Send your kids to Yeshiva. Right? Send your kids, give them a nice Jewish education. That's the biggest bracha in the world. That's what one has to do. But, Says the Chaf, says say the Achronim, say the Poskim, say all the Mefarshim. Turning over the Sefer Lisani here, her quotes a uh, a number of stories and shitos, but it's not just as, we, as obviously as we know in Source 13, it's not just sending them to school, but so much of parenting, as many Sfarim say, so much of parenting is davening for our children, is crying for our children, is 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 uh, begging Hakadosh Baruch Hu. and he quotes that from Rebbe's who uh, were asked, you know, give me the, the, the greatest uh, zechula. Ultimately, it's out of our control. Somewhat. 
It's all siyata deshmaya. But davening, takarish baruchu, davening, crying takarish baruchu. And he quotes from one of the rebbes who says, you know, we think that our sons are in our control. Uh, we think sons and sons-in-law. You, can, you can't choose your sons, but you could uh, choose, he says, he says, he says, on line 13. But there is a codeman, Kasher Ira Khalil Abosenu, Sherau, I'm sorry, that's uh that's from before that, that we mentioned, they have to daven. They have to daven. Sixteen. Huaya Omer, Shagur Bifia Olam, Shibanim Tovim Abiadam Lefarlatsmo. Sons you can't choose for yourself. You know, your sons is your are your sons. You're stuck with them. Whatever God's Brahu gave me. My sons in law, then I can choose. Right, I can choose my sons in law, I can't choose my sons. So one of the rabbis said, no, no, exactly the opposite. Your sons you're in control of. Why? Davin from birth. Davin before birth. Sons-in-law? There's a Bosco that went out 40 years before, right? Bosco and Bosploni Laploni. So they're not in my control. The sons are in my control. The sons-in-law are under my control. The father sets proper example. The gam yazled to mos. When he's davening, when we daven on Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, we daven for the year that our children are going to have. That, ironically, is more in our control. So our our sons, we could control. Our sons-in-law, we have less in control. That's what the... Uh, that's what the uh, the sefer the sefer here quotes, and then he quotes a story of the Ridvaz, which we're not going to read about why the Ridvaz, one of the great uh, um, uh, farshim on the Rishalmi, right, recent 150 years ago or so. Uh, but at the end, turning over, I gave you the whole story. You can look at it afterwards. The end in source 14, the end of 14, he quotes from the Mishnah Bura. The Mishnah Bura, uh, many are familiar. If not, this Mishnah Bura should become more familiar in Simon Mem Zion, right, in Hilchos Halachas of Tefillah. The Mishnah Bura writes. Parents should constantly be doubting for their children. It should be a kavua part of adding in, in in all the places where we should add in. And then, it says, when we daven, we're half asleep in the morning. To try to have more kavana, and also says the Mishabur, the line in Uvalitzion, Lamaloniga Larik, Valonele Labehala. We shouldn't work hard and give birth for nothingness. Right, that's something that we have to uh, focus on in all these places. Right, you don't have to have extra special schoolers. We have to we have to have daven hard. That's a daven. That's the, that's the ultimate school. We have to do our ishtablus, and then we have to daven hard. And in that way, that is the greatest barachata b'tzeisacha which is what we all we all yearn for and wish for. Okay, one final thought on the Parsha, and then we'll end with something in Yonah Dioma. Uh, just an interesting Ha'ara. We've had a couple of uh, Ha'aras tonight, short ones, in, uh, on Pasuk Nunches, all the way at the end. All the way at the end of the Parsha, the Torah tells us, towards the, uh, towards the end of the Tochacha, Im lo tishmar la'asos, as kol devrei ha'torah, as osaksuvim basefer hazeh. If you don't guard everything in this Torah, liyira es Hashem hanichbad v'hanara zeh es Hashem alokecha. Says the Baruch Sha'amar, says the Torah Tamima in his Sefer the Tosefes Bracha. Says this pasuk is the source for something that we all do. We all say, what do we call Yudke Bavke? What do we call God? What do we call Hashem? Hashem. We call him Hashem. We can't. We're not allowed to say Hashem's real name, any of his names, but we call him Hashem. Where did that come from? The name. Where did that come? Why do we call him that? Suggest that the bracha from this pasuk right here. The Torah itself says that. Liyira es Hashem hanechbad v'hanora hazeh es Hashem alokecha. So we already see there that the Torah refers to Hashem as Hashem. Says the Tosefes bracha yitachen. It's a possibility. Very creative idea. We say, right, hey, Baruch Hashem, Be'ezus Hashem. Where does that come from? So it just means the name. Our Pasuk could be the source. And maybe that's also where we even say it. We say it in the Yom Kippur Davening, Yom Kippur Davening, the Avodah. Right? We say this, we, we allude to this Pasuk. 
We say the Kohen Gadol says, Hashem, Arabar, Vahanora, and we sing it. Uh, that's turning over in 16. Ana Hashem, Ana Bashem, comes from this Pasuk. This Pasuk is the source of the minhag of Klal Yisrael, of calling Hashem, Hashem. It's the mucker for the tefillah that we have in Yom Kippur, in the Avodah. It's all the shame. Okay, and finally end with something from the Argadalia or Gedalia Shur, which he writes on this week's parsha. But we know this week's parsha, we fulfill the minhag or the din, really a din that goes all the way back to Ezra. We know the Gemara in Megillah tells us on Daflam and Aleph, you have it at the beginning of Source 17, Ezra Tiki and Hamli Yisrael. Ezra made a takana. What we're going to do this Shabbos goes back thousands of years. Usually, takana of Kriyas Torah, just Kriyas Torah. This year, this week, we have the takana to read the Tochacha. The Shabbos before the Shabbos before Rosh Hashanah and the Shabbos before the Shabbos before Shavuos. That's when the two Tochachas are read in Bechukosai and Kisavo. Why is that? Ask the Gemara. My Taima. What's the message of that uh, Takana? Amar Abayev Itemar Ishlakish Kedeshetich Leshana Vekeloseha. So that the year and all of its difficulties are finished. We'll finish them. You read the Tochacha and we say that's it. Says the Gemara, Bishlama, Hashem, Mishra, Torah, Ika, Bechulu. I understand the ones in Kisavo, right? Those, that's before Rosh Hashanah. El Hashem, Torah, Skorn, Imato, Ateres, Rosh Hashanah, He. But is Shvuis Rosh Hashanah? Answers the Gemara, yes. In Ateres, Ami, Rosh Hashanah. Titan, Bateres, Alpe, Rosh Hashanah. Two Rosh Hashanahs. Says the Argadalia. Rosh Hashanah. What we call Rosh Hashanah. And Shvuis are two Hishadshiyos. Rosh Hashanah might be for the more physical life that we have, and Shavuos is for the more spiritual life that we have. But again, what should be our attitude? What should we be thinking about as we hear the tragic, the tragedies mentioned in the Tochacha? See, right on the bottom left. We have to think about that we know the tragedies and the terrible things that happened in Rahman for the past 2,000 years, everything at root, is because we haven't perfected ourselves individually and as a nation. And we haven't gotten to the stage where HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, okay, right? We're not at the Achishana. We're still waiting for the Be'ita. So we read the Tochach as if to say all of these tragedies, we know it's our fault. We know it's based on chayt. You know what? That's last year. Let's read it now and say that's it. This is it. This is it for the tragedies. This is it for the Chatoim. Shekadei on the left side. Shenargish es haizchadsho shalashana haba tzrichem lasalik kol mina hester biyisurim to feel the newness. We have to get rid of the old. We have to face it. We have to confront it, and then we have to get rid of it. And we have to say, finish, been there, done that. But we have to say, done that, and not do that again. That's what this is all about. And if we could feel that as we started off, kisava, we have to be in it. We have to get inside. We have to be all in. If we could do that by acknowledging what was and then start afresh with what will be, that is a way that will be zoche to Ashana Mesuka, Ashana of Brios and Nachas, and Ashnas Geula for all of Kal Yisrael. Bel Hashem, we'll ha- we will have a shir next week, Nisaban Vayelech, and then we'll have a break because it'll be Rosh Hashanah and then, uh, and then Yom Kippur will be Shabbos, Bel Hashem. But okay, we will, uh, we'll, uh, stop here.